Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Shabbat sermon by Rabbi Cantor Hilary Chorney. I want to say a few words about Keva and Kavanah. Since the very, very beginning of rabbinic discourse, there has been a value tension. And a value tension is when there are two great things neither of which is diminished by the other, each of which is held highly by a person or a community, but those two things are in tension with each other. It's always been the case for Jews that our liturgy has been in a value tension between keva and kavana, between that which is kavua, that which is fixed, the written liturgy, which is made up of three different components and only those three, though some elements of our prayer have their place in multiple categories. They're made of formulaic blessings and quotes from our biblical canon and poetry. That's it. All three of those things together, and sometimes they come together and overlap, they make up a fixed liturgy, and we have a commitment to say them. It's a conversation that goes on in the Mishnah, which is codified as oral law around the year 200, in which we learn about the history of Rabban Gamliel and how he was one of the sages who fixed this idea that we would pray three times a day, 18, really 19 blessings. It's actually fewer on Shabbat as we're about to do in Shachrit when we have seven because we replace the requests we make during the week instead with an acknowledgement of the sanctity of the day. That's Keva. That's our fixed prayer. And in the fourth chapter of Mishnah Brachot, we learn about Rabbi Gamliel's fixing of these three times a day of prayer when we ought to come and stand before God And then immediately Rabbi Eliezer's wisdom is brought to respond. And what does he say? The one who makes his tefillah, their worship fixed, their tefillah, which was also, technically speaking, the word for the Amidah, those 18 blessings, about which in the previous sub-Mishnah we were talking about with Rabban Gamliel, if you make your tefillah fixed, it is not a tachanun. It's not a supplication, not really, not truly. There are so many different ways to take that wisdom. The Bardanura, in commenting on the Mishnah, says that what that means for somebody who is osei tefilato keva, who's making their prayer fixed, why would that not be a true supplication before God? It's like they're treating their tefillah it's like a burden to them. It's like they carry it around. It's heavy. It's burdensome to be fixed. Rather than get into the other side of this value tension, what I want to press on today, because we have uprooted prayer from their keva places, from their, from their spaces in the tefillah, from the normative order in which we do them, I want to speak to this idea of la'akor, and of uprooting prayer, and of the power of uprooting it, for two reasons. The first is that I think it speaks to Rabbi Eliezer's wisdom. It just does. To unkeva, to opposite of fix your tefillah, is to give it some new flavor, is to add into it, and this is probably not at all what he meant, you know, hafucha or nafuch, whatever we're calling this on the field, flipped. I don't think that's what Rabbi Eliezer imagined. I do think it means to unburden. I think it means to add in intentionality, 
to add in miniature poetry because the poems that are fixed in our C door are only fixed there because whatever editor put together that C door thought it was good enough that perhaps everyone should try saying it. So why not put your own poetry into your prayer? But the second thing that I want to say is that La'akor to uproot has within it this idea of ikar. And that is my drosh that I give to you as a kavanah as we go into shacharit. It contains this idea of essentiality, of essential nature of prayer. When you uproot something, you get to its ikar, you get to its essence. And what I want to offer to you is what I offer often in my liturgical classes here when I teach Sidur, when I teach Mahsur, which is that the more that you understand the nature of what was meant by fixed prayer, the more you understand that Musaf can be done any time of day according to the fixed halachic system of times to pray. The more you understand that as we go into Shacharit now, we're still within the fixed time to do it. The more that you understand that even though we fixed Basuke de Zimra as a prelude to prayer, they're actually just pieces of our gorgeous poetic biblical canon and can be said and could be said and should be said with new flavor, the more empowered you are as a worshiper, the more empowered you are as a Jew, the more you can claim this tefillah as being your own. And I think that makes it a tachanun. It makes it a real supplication. So I give that to you as a way of going into this upside-down prayer of continuing going into the shachri as we go forward. Not to give up the keva, but to know it so well to be so literate in it, to claim it so much that you feel that you can be la'akor. You can uproot it to get to the essence of it. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.